Good afternoon. This is Randy Brunson with Centurion Advisory Group. We are here on Gwinnett Business Radio X for this edition of the Stewarding Family Wealth podcast. With me in the studio today, two wonderful dear friends, Mr. Randy Redner, the Executive Director of the Community Foundation of Northeast Georgia. Look at you, Randy. I am, wow. <laughs> How's that? Is that yeah, good? Yeah. yeah. And you got my name right. Randy. <laughs> Randy introducing Randy. That's, that's true, good. That's true. Better than that, though. Better than that. In the studio with us. Yes. Is the lady on your team that yes. actually knows what's going on? Exactly. You, you, you know exactly. that phrase that, that where uh, you want to talk to the guy in charge or the lady that knows what's going on. Exactly. All right. So this is Britt. This is Britt Ramroop, and Good job. we just learned what that your husband's name is Randy as well. It is. Yes. Oh my word. So I'm surrounded by Randys. Yeah. <laughs> you really. And are. they're all great guys. <laughs> you see, you really decided are. to marry one of them. <laughs> <laughs> we really are. So we're going to spend this episode the one just following it, tell, telling stories and talking specifically about uh, what our listeners can do to have an impact. Correct. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, what I've learned, what I've learned is that all of us like stories, right? We all have a story. Sometimes we get to tell it. Sometimes we don't. But let's just let's yeah. just tell stories. Britt, is it okay if I start with you? Go for it. Okay. So I, we were talking, but just before uh, Mike. By the way, Mike's behind the. Uh, I started to say behind the camera. He's actually behind the laptop over there engineering this thing, and Amanda's keeping us all in line. So thank you both for your work here on our behalf through Gwinnett Business Radio X. But we learned that you're originally from Wyoming. I am originally from Wyoming. So yes. so tell us more. I was raised in Cheyenne, um, one of two girls. Um, both my fam- both my parents are educators, were educators. They are since retired and now are full-time grandparents. Um, <laughs> my sister still lives in Cheyenne with my parents, so she's got full-time babysitters um, until they get so exhausted that they just can't stand anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then my children are here um, begging for Amma and Papa to come to town because they're seriously missing their Amma and Papa. But um, they're having a good time, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. So how did you, how did you end up, because it, it's... It's, it's a fur piece from, yeah. uh, from yes. Metro Not a straight Atlanta, shot. from yeah. Gwinnett County to yeah. Cheyenne, Wyoming. How did you end up in, a, in Georgia? Uh, a wing and a prayer, uh, okay. really. I have ping-ponged across the United States. So I left Wyoming for college, and I went to college out in Tacoma, Washington, Okay. so just south of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And after I graduated, I decided I was going to go exploring, and I ping-ponged to the other Washington, and I moved to Washington, D.C., and took an apprenticeship with a theater company there in D.C., and when that was done, I went on tour with a theater company out of Philadelphia and toured the Southeast. Wow. And through that tour, I came across Atlanta, had never visited. We did a, quite a bit of traveling when I was growing up because right. parents were always going to education conferences across the U.S. But right. the Southeast wasn't someplace we'd ever been. So I said, I'd like to tour there while we're what I'm doing my living, right? Make my living. And so came through Atlanta one night and I'm a sucker for skylines and it was nighttime and it was all lit up and it was beautiful. After the tour ended, I went home and spent the summer at home working. And then I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, okay, I'm out of college. I don't have, I'm not tied down any place. What am I going to do? Not a lot happening in Wyoming (laughs) at that time. (laughs) Especially when it comes to theater. There was absolutely, I mean, there was the little, the the community theater playhouse. That was was it. That was not where I needed to be. So I told my parents, I think I'm going to move to Atlanta. So my dad drove cross country with me and we found a place here in Atlanta. We went up to D.C., got my stuff out of storage and... The rest is history. That was two thousand. So you, you know the whole thing with theater. 
Yeah. So, you know, now that you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, like there's nothing in Wyoming except some cows, I guess. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, you know, More sorry, sorry to the one listener for that Randy Brunson has. Interstate 15. <laughs> Interstate 15. It goes through Wyoming. Okay. There it you does. go. Yes. So how did you fall in love with theater? Uh, my mom, uh, her job uh, was an elementary music teacher. Okay. So really, there there, the arts were always kind of there. You know, my sure. dad was like, I was in a play when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> in his little podunk town in Illinois, right? There so you go. The, the 500 people. Um, but it, the arts was always a part of my life growing up. And the community theater, I mean, that, that raised me. That was mm-hmm. the thing to do was sure. to go audition for the shows. I was part of the, the children's choir when I was in town growing yeah. up and that's where I went and then I went to college and I was at a liberal arts school and so I was just dabbling it was always around yeah, yeah I didn't know what yeah, I cool. wanted to be when I grew up and finally my advisor was like if you want to graduate you need to declare a major and I said well what makes <laughs> the tip. most sense <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and he goes well, and I said what what makes the most sense and he said well, you have most of your credits in this theater and the arts, so let's head that way. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that, that uh, I still did. I graduated and still didn't know what I wanted to do. <laughs> That's okay. But at least you, got, at least you graduated. Yeah, got that, exactly. Check yeah. that off. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That's perfect. That's, so, so you've been here about 15, 16 years. So what mm-hmm. brought you through, through all this? So you, you, you found work, and it sounds like you've – do you still do some um, – uh, because there are all kinds of um, – Local theaters. There are. Duluth, yes. Lawrenceville, just in Gwinnett County, there's several. Yes. Okay. Do you still do some volunteer work there? Or do you still, uh, do you do any acting or do any behind the scenes volunteering or any of that um, kind of thing? I haven't in the last three years, but prior to coming to the Community Foundation, I was working at Aurora Theater for 10 years. Okay. So I, I've, I've got some strong ties with the folks there at Aurora. Good, good. Yeah. I believe we have our tickets for the, uh, for the, uh, Christmas canteen. Perfect. It's yeah. going to be great. It's in their new space. Yeah, because what were the couple of things that you did at the Aurora, right? Because you came, when you moved here, you, you started at Stone Mountain. I did start at Stone yeah. Mountain, yep. Yep, mm-hmm. did Stone Mountain Park. And then I taught. But you found a husband in Stone Mountain Park, right? I did, right? Man, and yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. never able to leave. Ah, yeah. that's well, where she know, found Randy. Well, I, I was, I was going to yeah. ask that story, but you have to be really careful with that, you know, because I, typically I'm fairly bold in asking questions, and I love the story. How did you guys meet? Right. Okay. But, but you have to be really careful. Mm-hmm. The good news is only one time in 40 years of asking that question has anyone said, we met at a bar one night. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and that kind right. of thing. Or we met in the mosh pit or whatever. That's right. But, That's so, right. So you met your husband at, at, at Sto- when you were I working did. at Stone Mountain. Yes, he was head of the AV department. So all the city sound and the 40 okay. theater. So we were right in line. And I was working with the entertainment department for all of their okay. shows. Cool, so, cool. Yeah. Now, so, so what brought you over then? How, how long have you been with the Community Foundation? What brought you here? And tell us about your role at the Community Foundation. Yeah, my role is Director of Fundholder Experience. And okay. it's about three years old. It's as old as I am at the Community Foundation. Yeah. Brand okay. new yeah. position, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I was brought over really to help deepen our relationships with our fundholders because the best way to give back to the community is really knowing and understanding the community. Sure. And so what better way to do that than team up um, with me? And so I get to know about the passions and the hearts of all of our fundholders so I can help connect people who care with the causes that matter in the communities in which they live. Because it's not just Gwinnett anymore. Uh, we're in North Fulton. We're in Forsyth. We got Pennsylvania. We, um, we're yeah. all over well, the map. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it's fun. That is so cool. Let's go, Mr. Redner, sir. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, with that, though, Randy, before we ju- jump over and I have to start making up stuff, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, for, you know, for Britt's role, when we created that role, it's about this journey of generosity, right? Yes. Yes. And, you know, and yours is about, you know, stewarding families' wealth, right? That's right. And, it's, That's right. and it is that journey of generosity that, that you know, um, you know, they are blessed. They run great businesses. They want to go do something good. But who guides them in that, right? And you uh-huh. think about a communi- community, any community, right? And I've been right. at it for a long time. And you go, huh, they've got, you know, CPAs for this. They've got financial advisors for that. That's they've right. got doctors for this. they got, you know, they got all of that. But there's nobody coming alongside that family. And it's really we're a- asking them to expose two th- critical things, their heart yeah. and their money, right? Right. You know, the things that people tend to, you know, hold dear and not, you know, da, 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 right. and, and have those conversations and then take them on that journey as fast as they want to go. And some families move really fast and some, you know, it's a little bit longer. So share one good story and then we'll, then you can pick on me, Randy. Oh, share gosh. one good Put me on thing. the spot. One yeah, good spot. right. Yeah. There's three years worth of amazing, amazing stories. stories. Right. There really are. Um, Gosh, they come from all different levels. I think probably one of my favorites was over this last year, um, seeing the hearts of our families um, together and combining their wealth together to complete something in our community. And Oakland Meadow School, which is our special needs school here in Gwinnett County, needed help with a playground. Um, Their playground was over 30 years old, trying to roll wheelchairs across wood chips, and they needed to get that, the rubber These are special needs kids, right? Yeah, how do you get them to the playground that's 30 years old that really probably was not actually built for special needs kids? There was nothing about it that said, we're going to support this special needs um, community. And so they reached out and they said, "We, we need this money. This is so much money. It wasn't that much money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, but, that is right. an interesting observation, but carry on. I, uh, yeah. Uh, and so, but I mean, they were hesitant to ask. It was during COVID. We right. were trying to connect families in the community with food resources and bills. And, you know, and so they were like, it, it's really at the bottom of the list. But if you know anybody. So I picked up the phone and I called seven or eight different fund holders who I knew that special needs held a special place in their heart. And together, those seven families in less than a week's time said, yep, I'm in, count me in for X amount of money. And then together, those families were able to pay for that. So there's a lot of good and being able, and they they wouldn't have known that otherwise, right? So being able to connect those dots with those families to be like, you don't have to pay for the whole thing. But if you're interested, just a little bit of portion, and your money goes even further to do really good things. How, and so that's that's a that's a, a case study in living out your tagline, your slogan, whatever it's called. Yep. But it's connecting people that care with causes that matter, and that's right. exactly Absolutely. what happened right. in that story. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's there's a lady. I, I'll call her Lynn. That's her name, and that's all I can, all I'll say. But um, she will never be able to spend all of her money. She's a client. Okay. Yep. Uh, she's in her 70s, uh, great habits. Here she is, ended up, and, and I mean, she gives money away. And But here's her situation. And okay. you make her so much money, she can't give it away fast enough, right? <laughs> well, The stock market's been on a good ride well, here, Randy, for you well, know, blah, 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 well, five years or so. Uh, no, my standard my standard response to that uh-huh. is the, the market's been kind to us. Okay, <laughs> okay good. The it has been, been very so kind have, to all of I've us. I've had almost nothing to do with that. We're, we are very grateful. We have phenomenal clients. And so, yep. but Lynn gives. But I can tell you that, that she... Um, 
she, she has significant capacity to give. However, she is not completely familiar with where best to give. Correct. There's right. some, there's some things that are lot, specific yeah. to her. She gives some stuff to yep. causes that matter to her, and she gives right. money to her church and some, some yep. things like this. But these are – but. I, I do numbers in my head. I mm-hmm. rate ratios. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her her giving is maybe one to two percent of wow her capacity of her of her, of her asset base, yep. and it's growing significantly faster than that. It has for years. Right. She'll never outlive all of her money, and and she has no children. The nieces and nephews. Um, there's this whole question around that we're studying. Sure, you can transfer money. How do you transfer values? How do you transfer yeah. character? Because money is an inanimate object, right. yep. and all it does is reflect the character and the preferences and the temperament mm-hmm. of the person whose hand it rests. Right. That's all it does. Yep. Is it reflects that person. Yep. Okay. And so, she's a case study. And 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 okay. How do we help her connect the dots to other opportunities out here right. to give? And we've done that in one or two cases, but we need to be more intentional about that. So thank you for sharing that story, Britt. Yeah. Randy, because that's exactly what we, you know, what we sell, right? If you want right. to look at it at the community foundation, you know, our added value is the community knowledge, right? I was yes. having breakfast with somebody this morning and they go, Randy, why do you have a board of 40 people? That's just crazy. And I said, because our stock and trade is community knowledge. Yes. And these people, these leaders in our community are in all different parts of the community yeah. in all different ways. And they bring information back so we can understand what's going on in our school system. Right. What's going on in healthcare? What's going on in the arts, right? Right. Uh, you know, and all of that. And we can bring it to folks like Lynn and our fund holders and say, hey, we know you're interested in this. Or let us show you something, you, you know, that you may not even know about and do you want to get involved in stuff like that so that's that's our stock and trade what we get to good, do good 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 tell us about you as i recall you grew up in georgia is that right no no i'm um, born in elmira new york and we did elmira rochester pittsburgh cleveland moved from cleveland in 1971 to atlanta so been here long enough to you know marry a southerner Go to Southern schools, graduate from Southern colleges, pay Southern taxes. So I'm a <laughs> fully acculturated. Exactly, 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 Randy. So what is it from, from there? So sounds like your dad was a corporate gypsy. It's what I call it. Yeah, coming out of World War II, dad was a great salesman, and uh, so he would go into uh, one company through all of those years until he got to Atlanta, and then we started a family business some 50 years ago. That we're into the third generation now, but but dad would you know go into a community fire all the salespeople, hire the new ones, train them all up, stay for about three years, and then they would move Do it home. again. Do it again, do it again. Came yeah. to Atlanta, did that in Atlanta, and then they wanted us to go to San Francisco, and that's where my dad said, nope, we're getting off the bus. We really like, kind of like Britt, we really like Atlanta, yeah. and we're just going to stay right here and started a family business. It's, yeah. a, good, it's a good spot to be, and uh, yep. it, it's a good spot to be, and it's with, with Gwinnett at what close to a million people or right around a million people right. yep. it is still a relatively small business community yep it, it really is it's, it's it's a it's a great local community to be in so you uh your your career track because uh, as an adult you've been with the community foundation for yeah. Ju- judy waters was the original right. executive now, she wasn't the original but you know or, there, or, but there was only a few right you right know, so i think i'm number five in the in the list and been finishing up my seventh year there okay so you've been yeah. about seven years but just tell us uh yeah. your, your you family know, from, your business from, background yeah from you know for me on the on the business side or the you know uh, the um career side 20-year corporate career 
and then randy uh, you know you know y2k the new millennium whatever it was but but really for me a faith journey starting yeah. in about 1990 i mean i'm pretty sure god was working on me before then sure. i just wasn't smart enough to pay attention well right but in in 1999 i sat down with my boss i was in corporate america you know doing on the track right climbing sure. the ladder Absolutely. everything that you you know the stock options the bonuses all the cool you know, stuff all the cool toys you know but i just got a you know a, you know for me a calling and said i need you to set that down despite all the work you're doing at your church and you're volunteering and all that Something i really else. need you to put that aside and that started at late 1999 in 2000 i walked away from corporate america we relocated back to gwinnett county because my wife is from gwinnett county graduated from Norcross High School okay. and uh, I said hey I'm going to go into you know nonprofit and we'll just see you know where that takes us and my brothers uh, my family business is in Roswell and my brothers called me and said hey you know you keep talking about this is what you want to do obviously it is you move back here you don't have a job right let's get back, back to work and we are looking for an executive director for Habitat for Humanity in North Fulton at that time and uh, so that was that was two thousand. That was the fall of two thousand, and uh, that affiliate for Habitat was a million dollars in debt. They had, the board had no idea. They hadn't filed taxes in three plus years. The board had no idea, right? They didn't know, right, what they what they had. So went in there three years later. We were affiliate of the year for our size in the country. We went from building two homes to twenty homes, and this is two thousand to two thousand. I was there from two thousand to two thousand five in north fulton right you know the hottest re real estate yes. market yes. highest you know yes. and people look at that community and go well they got everything they need but there is an issue with you know with homelessness and that there and the community understood that and they embraced once they knew about habitat in the right way uh, they embraced what we were doing and you know jumped you know jumped right in and then i lost randy i lost my dad to cancer in 1996 and nope. I lost my dad in about 90 days. And so I had an from, opportunity. From diagnosis to death. Yes. Wow. Right? And, that uh, makes you know, you and he was just one of, again, coming out of World War II, one of those military guys that, you know, hey, I know I'm feeling fine. I can power through it. And by the time he really let doctors take a look, it was too late, right? Mm -hmm. And 90 days later, he's gone. And I had a chance, um, a gentleman on my board at Habitat was uh, a C-suite executive at the American Cancer Society who has their national home office here in Atlanta and say, Randy, would you ever? You know, and I said, Bob, you never say never. You know, when, and about a year or so later, he said, you're going to get a call in about five minutes and we want you to come run the largest event in the world that the American Cancer Society does, which is in Gwinnett County. Wow. And I said, what's that? And he goes, Relay for Life. And I go, what's that? <laughs> you know, I had no idea the largest event was here or what it was, right? right. And they were crazy enough, Randy, to hire me back wow. in 2005. So I started there in 2005 here you know, in Gwinnett for a number of years. And then I got the opportunity to run the state of Georgia for the American Cancer Society for about three or four years um, from, from there. And then an opportunity to jump to um, the United Methodist Children's Home. Mm -hmm. Uh, which, you know, was founded in 1867, you know, a few years after the Civil War in Norcross here. Wow. The first home for the United Methodist Children's Home was in Norcross and then was relocated to um, uh, Decatur. Uh, so I was there. I was part of the team that created the strategy to actually sell the United Methodist Children's Home, the 80 acres, um, because, you know, foster care is no longer about taking kids and sending them 
to you know uh, you know one place right it's about keeping those foster care kids in community right so we had these 80 acres we had multi-millions of dollars literally buried out back right right it is yeah out it is of the woods of the trees exactly mm-hmm. yes. and so convert that into about i think 35 million dollars and then let's go do you know bigger and bolder work with you know with with that money so while i was finishing my work there that's when judy waters called me and uh-huh. said hey randy would you, how would you like to come home right you know i really am thinking about retiring this time um <laughs> you know and how that was uh you know seven years ago and it's been you know quite the ride with the community foundation because we get into everything right yeah. you know we are well that allows you to touch yeah. all those i mean because you were working with with some specific uh right ngos ministries nonprofits, what, however you want to phrase those correct you were there specifically and, and through the community foundation you are able to interact with all of them and direct those correct. your fund holders to those based on what you know Britt of their mm-hmm. heart yep. and their passion, what sort of turns their crank or means something to them, right? Yeah. Which is amazing because it's not, we're not program specific. No. So yeah. we don't have to get up and worry in the morning about is somebody going to have enough food on their table? Do we have that coming in? What's right. our what's yeah. our budget look like? Mm. Uh, oh no, it's shoestring and we need to get more boxes of this, that, or the other thing. We, we get to help connect right. yeah. the resources. Yeah, so we're working a level above that and saying what are the key issues, both locally, regionally, nationally, internationally, right? right? You know, and obviously we, like everybody else, you know, the word of the year, pivot, right? And we had to pivot with everybody else when the pandemic hit of how we go about our work. And I, and I will tell you, just uh, it's very exciting for me because this morning, uh, just before I came over here, I was sitting with a with a young couple. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, they're all young to me, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I'm telling you, you know what? You live long enough. Everybody's younger than you are. <laughs> but it sure beats the alternative. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if we have this day, there's some force to do. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, but I was sitting with this young couple, and, and he's um, he's in the process of buy, buying a business. And so they were talking about this is for us, for Sandy and me. Mm-hmm. This is so exciting, all right, because in our work, we can apply whatever gifts and talents we've been mm-hmm. given, skill sets, so on and so forth, to help other people do a variety of things financially, right? right. Uh, what do you want? What do you want? You know, those three questions. Who are you? Where are you headed? Why are you here? Right? right. Philosophy 101. And the more clarity we have about those three questions, mm-hmm. the simpler mm-hmm. life becomes. But that's off the subject the um but visiting with them and it yes it's it's gratifying to be able to apply our gifts and and skills and talents to situations to help people do well Mm -hmm. but what is very exciting is to encourage people or to listen to them talk about yes we know we're going to be fine okay but to shift their focus from their own financial right. statement from their own cash flow from their own situation to direct it outside of there and so here was this young couple saying we we want to take some of our business revenue and he said i think we're going to set up a, a, a an account at mm-hmm. community foundation mm-hmm. you, you know you know this person and um and we want to do some some things in a local community and they went and the, the two went on, it was just it was wonderful glorious. and here's the gift the gift is that Sandy and I, at our office, uh-huh. we have the opportunity to participate in some small way in helping them dream and plan and think about and prepare right. for just a, a life incredibly well lived. Okay, right. Absolutely. Yeah, because the, the, there's this letter that was. We're going to wrap up and go into the second episode in a minute. But there's this um, letter that was written 
this this goes back to ancient history. It goes mm-hmm. back before before uh, you and I. Is there <laughs> <just> <laughs> ancient history? It goes yeah, before yeah, yeah. it is. We're it back is. there with yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike's time, right? You, you know? and I were, yeah, you and I were born before dirt, but anyhow, <laughs> uh, even before what's called classical antiquity. This goes back to probably seven or eight hundred BC. All right, and there's a fellow. He was a writer and a speaker, and his name was Jeremiah, and and. Um, <laughs> Name dropper. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. And some of us people had been hauled off. And, you know, the history of the world is whoever's big and tough picks on people that are not quite as big and tough. And if, if, if the people are sick, they kill them. Okay. And they mistreat the women in ways I'm not going to describe on the air. Mm-hmm. And they haul off the able-bodied as slaves. Mm-hmm. That's the history of the world. Yep. yep. Okay. So that's what had happened in Jeremiah's world. His people had been hauled off as slaves by a large... Uh, aggressive national power. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he uh, wrote them this letter and sent it by one of his uh, lieutenants. And in the letter, he said, "Here's what I want you to do." Now, keep in mind, they're they're foreigners, they're strangers in this land. He said, "I want you to settle down and build houses. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. and raise your sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. Find husbands for your wives and give your sons in marriage. And he said, "I want you to seek the peace." and the prosperity of the city in which you live. Mm. Because if you right. if if that city props, prospers, you too will uh, prosper. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's you yep. know you know that story. Yep. You know yep. that letter right. you probably didn't where yep. it's found. But that's what you're about yeah. is together, working together, when we have the opportunity to interact with clients come to us and says, What do I do with my stuff? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you please help me? I'll have this, you know, so on and so forth. And Working together, we can help direct them. Okay, here's some phenomenal things you can do to seek the peace and the prosperity of this community right. to bring order and safety to help those who are at a point where they simply cannot help themselves to offer encouragement, to offer hope, to offer inspiration, and let people know that they do have a great future. So uh, let's wrap up this one. Uh, this is Randy Brunson with Centurion Advisor Group on the podcast Stewarding Family Wealth, hosted by our wonderful, glorious friends Mike and Amanda here on Gwinnett Business Radio X. See you shortly.